So at home, <laughs> the kids, kids have these big, thick plastic straws that we use over and over again. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I have a glass one. Those are cool. And the metal ones that you can the get. The metal ones are, are cool. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And maybe we just get to the point where we start bringing our own with us and stop being such turds. Glass straws. That's what I'm wondering. Well, metal. <laughs> metal <laughs> Those who drink with glass straws are doomed to suck. Oh, I was hoping you would just magically take that somewhere incredible. You had a look on your face like you <laughs> failed. I know. Like, oh, this is going to be inspired. Sometimes you just have to start a sentence. And, and, see where it goes. and hope you'll find your way. <laughs> I'm inspired that, that you jumped off the cliff the and you're like, maybe I'll fly. <laughs>Welcome to the Outpost Podcast. Tom is in the corner bouncing up and down. He's so excited. Derek is putting on his shades and Gotta he looks cool. very, very Ooh. cool. Gotta be cool all the I'm time. Mark that. is in the corner scratching his head wondering how his career put him here. <laughs> this These is a fact. three crazy people right here. So today we've got a really fun episode planned. We are starting out just letting you know in case you were worried. We are moved into our new office. We we have a new office. It's looking great. It's amazing. I love it in there. So I much. pop in and out in order to use the bathroom. That's mostly what I'm there for is bathroom uh, uh, and snacks. Sounds like hyperbole hugs. is not hyperbole. <laughs> Lacey will come bursting through the door. The door leads to the street. Lacey will come off the street really quick. I'm just here to use the bathroom. Run through the room. Into run. the bathroom, run back out, bye, gone. Uh -huh. It's just a drive-by peeing. And we're all like, what just happened? I always wonder Lacey what just happened. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We need to happened. put the sign up, bathroom is for customers only. Yes, exactly. So what do I have to be do to be a paying customer? I have all the gear. I think technically you are a paying customer. Oh, that's so right, I am. I, so, ha-ha, I... <laughs> gotcha on that one. Gotcha, zing. <laughs> You're also technically a contract employee, so... There's some weird yeah. vertical yeah. integration stuff going on there. So Probably should she all be in jail. Does she have a key? No. Not yet. Uh -uh. So she doesn't have full drive-by peeing privileges no, yet. No, only... Well, I say yet. In the building. In the building. Oh, it's true. That's true. The world is a bathroom. Okay, now we want to talk about something other than that. And this is true. And one thing that we've been talking about a lot internally and studying a little bit is some current events that are happening in crowdfunding. So, Tom, will you go ahead and intro us on kind of the story that we've been talking about lately? The big news story lately is that a prominent game publisher on Kickstarter had a number of their campaigns suspended, including a campaign that had already funded and suspended. I mean, that's something outside of their control. Suspended they didn't cancel means it. Kickstarter comes in and shuts it down. Mm. And mm. suspended, you do not become unsuspended. So suspended is kind of a euphemism for canceled for Shut you. down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the, they have to <coughs> relaunch those campaigns from, from the beginning. From the beginning. In everything yep. that happened is Oof. basically erased. Mm -hmm. Okay. So these campaigns got... Shut down, effectively. It's not the term they use, but it's what happened. And immediately, the rumor mill started as to why. And we don't know. 
we, we'll never know. So immediately there was a ton of conjecture as to why. So one theory is that this company had unfulfilled campaigns before they launched new ones. There are some rules in Kickstarter's guidelines mm-hmm. that suggest that that's not allowed. You're not allowed to have a new campaign until previous ones have fulfilled. Which makes sense, right? What they're trying to stop is people serial crowdfunding mm-hmm. and never actually delivering a product. Right. It makes sense. Now, okay. that's never been enforced. There mm-hmm. are a ton of huge companies that do a campaign every month or every other month, and they will have six or seven ongoing things. The other prominent theory is that they had multiple campaigns going at the same time. So this company, they have several different arms. They have their main game brand. They have a a separate line that is considered their micro line, but it's a different brand. And then they have a third brand that's not even branded the same, but they share an angel investor. Okay. So this company was listed as a contributor to multiple projects at the same time. Okay, so that makes sense so, too. So that's even a different line. It's not just one brand over and over again saying, okay, we're doing a, you know, we're going to crowdfund for this and we're going to crowdfund for this at the same time. So what Kickstarter was probably worried about, right, is, okay, there's a company that's not even forward-facing as the same company with multiple projects going. So they're just trying to keep a sense of transparency. This, mm-hmm. this is all one of the theories. Yeah. Yes, so, okay. I I don't want – we're not saying that that was the case. Yeah. And nobody knows except for the parties involved. And they have released an official statement, which sounds like it's going to be their last word on it, which is we have spoken with Kickstarter. We made some technical mistakes. We are in a better place now to behave more intelligently. We now have a closer partner with Kickstarter. We're going to move forward, relaunch new new campaigns. Everything's cool. The story to us was – the immediate and loud verbalization of these theories and conjectures in the community and how dangerous that is. Mm-hmm. I, I know, Mark, you had some... Kind of fester and get well, out of control. Yeah, I mean... It was very alarmist. Right. People immediately have an emotional response when they hear something like this, and then there's a tendency for a lot of people to assign blame or... Oh gosh, I sure hope it wasn't this because, you know, or, you know, I had a, I had a bad feeling about that manufacturer, that that publisher, or Kickstarter should and shouldn't do these things. And they really don't have any context. They don't really know what they're talking about, right? They know that this happened without any context or details and then kind of just run these big long threads and social, you know, like conjecture and Yeah, sort of stuff. and it doesn't help. Really what we should all do is just breathe. And let the thing take its course. Let the people in these parties inquire of them, like, hey, tell us what happened so that we know and inform us with context. And sometimes, you know, you're going to get a big, long explanation. In this case, we didn't. And that's okay. They're like, hey, we made some technical big deal, right? Let's move on. But I think the issue that we were noticing is just like so many people piled on. And I saw a few warnings out there. It's like, hey, be careful what you say because some people will take your conjecture as fact and start to spread that. I'm pretty sure we stayed out of the conversation. Yeah. From whatever platform we have as a podcast, I would like to call on everyone, but especially most of this dialogue was being led by people that are considered industry insiders 
who have a platform and they have a voice and an and, audience and an audience and a responsibility of tens too. of thousands right. of people who listen to what they say mm-hmm. and they're the ones stirring the pot and let's not do that. It's also, I think, if we look at the bigger picture of Kickstarter, I think it's really interesting and it just brings up kind of tangentially that Kickstarter as we know it and all these businesses that are coming up around Kickstarter and business plans that are reliant on Kickstarter and the current structure and the current model, this can and probably will change and go away probably sooner than we all think that it will. Yeah. And it's all very tenuous at best. Yeah. The instinct that I have is that there are a lot of folks out there who, especially in the board gaming industry, who have become very reliant on using the tried and true Kickstarter model to crowdfund and be a primary part of their business model where their revenue comes in and I think that's a little bit dangerous. We've done the same thing, okay? So we, we've crowdfunded. Right that's that's mm-hmm. where we're at right now. But having been in business for 19 years, we're very aware. That's a dangerous place to put all of your eggs in that basket, right? When I really think about this, there is a sense that comes over me that something is going to change at some point, probably sooner rather than later. And it's probably not going to benefit all parties in the same way. And creators who don't have their eyes open are putting themselves at risk a little bit. And, you know, we had an internal discussion not too long ago about where we want to be. And the first thing is not reliant on anyone, right? We want to be very independent. We want to be able to serve the end user, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're reliant on our community. That's the, yes. That's yes. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like at any point Kickstarter could just say, okay, we're done. This is great. Right. They close their doors. It's not like we're going to stop making things. That, right? that was the takeaway for me with this whole story and the degree of freak out about it. Because that's it, the thing is that it's fear, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's all of these people's livelihoods. Yeah. And so and I understand the, the emotional response because of the fear of your livelihood. But no matter what happens, as it changes, people are going to change with it. It was convicting in a encouraging way to me that the focus needs to be on building your own community and loving on that community and depending on that community, not just depending on the the Kickstarter community in general Mm -hmm. or the platform. Exactly. Mm -hmm. This is true for any industry. You don't want to be reliant on one partner. Or one revenue stream. I understand that most business relationships are structured in such a way where there's a, a strong alliance or alignment with a provider to to keep the end user, the person that you are serving forefront seems like the safest place to be from a brand standpoint. Like you're always going to win if you're taking care of the end user and you will find that you can swerve if something happens to your your infrastructure, you're going to be able to modify and move a lot better. If you have a, a, a community that trusts you as opposed to like, gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do now. Mm-hmm. And Kickstarter is like, I, I could just imagine, you know, all the comments of this, how unfair it would be. Like I've been spending all this time and now this isn't available. And right. Well, that's, that's just life. Well, dependence on any platform. Mm-hmm. How many businesses go under if Facebook changes its advertising policy? Mm-hmm. Oh, Tons. You know, you, you can't have your entire audience and your entire business plan depend on a platform you don't control at yes. all. That's a scary place to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Good job. (laughs) I like it. I think we've talked about this like in half the episodes, just the crowdfunding platform and some of the issues that are coming up again and again between lots of creators, which is, is Kickstarter a store? Are we setting proper funding goals? All of these things are things that we're going to be probably discussing over and over and over again. And like we've been kind of predicting, there are going to be changes, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're changes that we're not going to be able to control. And nobody else in the industry is going to be able to control only Kickstarter will be able to control. Yeah. So how do you, how do you adapt? Exactly from that and be agile enough to be able to make those changes. Mm -hmm. What's valuable is your community. And what you should be working on as a company is taking care of that community, not just getting better at gaming a system. Right. And every time something like this happens, it further solidifies in my heart that that's what we need to be doing is just taking care of our people wherever they are right now which hopefully is in multiple places Mm -hmm. and focusing on them so that if the platform has to change, they're still with us. Mm -hmm. It's really scary for me. I think I've mentioned this before to see a a new creator go onto Kickstarter, having backed zero projects, hoping that this whole thing is going to work out for them, not having been in the community or not really understanding the platform, at least from a consumer standpoint, it's not very difficult to back projects. That's very indicative. And so moving forward, you have to make really good decisions about the vendors that you use and the infrastructure that you build. I spent a lot of time vetting the manufacturer for our game and started with the big ones. There's a a big dominant manufacturer, very well known out of Canada that I tried really hard to build a relationship with. And I think just two small beans, right? They're very busy. And I felt like they weren't taking us seriously. Did you say small beans? Yeah. Hmm, I never heard that phrase. None of them big beans. Yeah, only big beans. That's all I'm going to get from now on. Yeah. I think it's important to make those decisions very carefully on both sides, right? Like how we take care of our customers, no matter how small they are. The one backer is just as important as the retailer who orders 150 copies. Mm -hmm. They both need to be treated very well, responded to as quickly as possible, and, you know, just hear the human. There's a human being on the other side of yeah. every of everything. Business is relationships at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. Business, I mean, is not a transaction. Mm-hmm. Business is the people that you serve. Yeah, we can learn a formula of how to game a platform. I've mm-hmm. done it in, in websites with SEO. Yeah. And as algorithms change, you must change with them. And always, always, always the changes lead to a better experience for the end user. Yeah, absolutely. And if, as long as that's what we care about most is the user's experience, then we're going to be fine no matter what happens when the platform if changes. If their experience is what matters to us, platform changes serve us. Exactly, yes. exactly. And that's yeah. one thing like... Like being in the web world, a lot of people in the web world lose sight on is they're so much more concerned about how it looks versus how it works. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you could have the most beautiful design in the world, but if nobody can use it, then it, it, you know, what's it worth? Mm -hmm. And so cultivating that experience and making something people actually enjoy using is going to do you so many more wonder, you know, so much more 
yeah. than a design would. It's okay. form and function both, just like a game, mm-hmm. right? I see a lot of great games out there functionally yeah, that look beautiful artwork. Ho- well, no, that look horrible. Oh yeah, from horrible. a from a visual standpoint, and for me, it's it's really hard for me to like. I, I don't play them. Mm-hmm. And then there are other games that look amazing, and they've invested on the on the one side as well, but they don't play well because they didn't do the engineering properly. And so, with anything, you want to just slow down. Take your time. This is why we have a pace that's a little slower than a lot of folks knocking games out. Quality, quality, quality. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with the big focus on community, like we're talking about here, and we care so much about serving our community, one way we get to serve our community sometimes is by answering lots of questions. <laughs> it's time for mailbag. mailbag. <laughs> <laughs> This and is a premium mailbag, this too. This is, exactly. And and today's episode Supple. is like a full mailbag. Plus. Supple mailbag. leather. What kind of leather is this? Is there a different kind? There's it's different. well-oiled. <laughs> it's ostrich leather. Thank you. That sounds mean. I don't want it to... It's faux ostrich it's faux leather. Okay, ostrich. there. Now, now, now we're fine. Ostrich. Ostrich just kind of scare me. Have you seen an otter? Like That's emu? true. Everything has big old metallic water overturned boats. It's full on, like... So, yeah, I am scared of irrational things, aren't I? <laughs> that is true. Werewolves. Scared of water, kill all ostriches. Exactly, and werewolves. Ostrich. No full moons. I think ostri would, would kill you. Ostri. That's ostri? Exactly. That That's why we turn them no. into a bag. Ostriches. Ostriches. So Tom's got a whole full, heavy bag of questions from the community. We lost them at the bottom. And that's what we're going to do now. For the rest of the episode, we're going to answer these questions. I love these goofy episodes where we just answer your your silly questions so please be Keep silly at us. Bring it. Yeah, uh-huh. awesome. I'm, I'm excited I love all right this. everybody all right. need a drink Every, of water everyone ready everybody I, I, need I, a I'm, cough water hold on water time coffee mm-hmm. minute and note as we go into this we did get one comment is please don't talk over each other in in the podcast as much because i'm hard of hearing and i can relate to that because i'm also hard of hearing Look at Mark's face right we're now. We're going to do whatever we can do. Like, we, we don't know what we're doing, but we're going to try not to talk over each other. He's looking directly at me. Pause. I think all of us Proceed. Did. Okay, so who gets to pull the first question out of the mailbag? Derek? Okay, I'm reaching in the mailbag. Reaching in. Hand it over to Tom. There's some cool sound effects going on right now. Okay. And Was I pull cool? out then this question, and I'm going to hold it up for Tom to read. All right. Question number one. Thank you, Derek. What do, what do you want to be when you grow up? A philanthropist is something I've always wanted to be. Hmm. Ever since I was little, it's always what I wanted to be was a philanthropist. But I also would love to be a pilot. I love flying. <laughs> you ever been in a plane? Uh, that's a stupid question. <laughs> <laughs> it's so amazing. Have you ever been in a plane? I'm in a tin can, 30,000 feet up in the air. I have not, cool. I have not been in one of the little like two-seater planes like you're probably talking it about. Is a compl- I have not that done is a that. a different no. experience. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, I always wanted to be a pilot. And I, I love flying. I want to be... Uh, I'll give two sides, too. I would love to be one like a motivational speaker you know i like to talk and i like to smile and i love it when other people smile and that's wonderful <laughs> so that's that's one side the other side a forest person you know a forest person like like a dryad yeah or like a sasquatch <laughs> I, yeah basically <laughs> like there's a squatch in these woods. that's when i am the most stressed out that's what my dream is. I'm just going to go in the forest and I'm just going to live in the forest and everything's going to be fine. 
There's a lot of wisdom in that, actually. Uh, that's deep. Yeah. I enjoy that. Just to heck with all this. Yeah. yeah. There's like a there's like a guy who lives in an old abandoned airplane out in the middle of the forest. Mm-hmm. I could see you doing that. I, I would do it, and I would be fine. Yeah. Like a fairy princess. Yeah. yeah. It's like a sparkles and glitter. Uh-huh. Like a woodland sprite. Yeah. Swinging yeah. from the vines. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What is that in the distance? It's this, just Lacey. It's a bird. It's just Lacey. Yeah. <laughs> it's Lacey. She's a little dirty, <laughs> but we still love her. <laughs> so accurate. Okay. What are you going to be, Mark, when you grow up? Listen, I, I don't intend to grow up, if I'm honest. Do you want to be a um, Toys R Us kid? Most of my life has been Too unlearning. <clears throat> unlearning. Sad. I know. <laughs> um, I learn a lot as I go, but, you know, at least half of it is unlearning. Mm-hmm. And so what I want to unlearn is all the things I was taught to be is more professional and work on the things that you're not good at. And I don't really believe those anymore. I want to yeah, I want to bolster my strengths. It's amazing how many of the how to be an adult, how to be a man lessons I learned growing up, mm-hmm. I've, I've found as an adult were very wrong. Yeah. <laughs> very totally yeah. Yes. well-intentioned, but really missing the point. I think I'm just going to be me. And if that's 12 years old, then great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True I, I want to be exactly who I am, but better at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's perfect. I like that. Question number Tom, two. Answer? Mark, you get to pick yes, it out I'm of the bag. Oh, okay. Oh, that was your answer. Got I'm it. going down to the bottom of the bag. Um, oh, bag of boy. Question oh, no. Watch out for the snacks. Okay. Mm. You can get it. Oh, Derek. Uh-oh. <laughs> Here it is. I'm primed for this oh, question. Man. This question was for me. When choosing snacks, <laughs> do you reach for salty Sweet or the perfect harmony of both? Oh, man. Depends on how much water I've drank that day. I feel like Lace is about to lay some snack science on me. <laughs> that was what that is, snack happen. science. Depending upon how hydrated I am, uh-huh. I'm either craving salt or sugar. Right. And sometimes I intentionally get one of each. The pairing is very important. The pairing we is know important. This. We know this. You know, mm-hmm. the bitter and the sweet is an important pairing, too. Usually I will go, I go salty a lot. Yep. Yeah, I think sweet, I mostly do in the evening alone in the dark, so nobody can see me. <laughs> in the dark. In the forest of the dark. <laughs> in her abandoned airplane. Yeah. Salty or sweet, Mark? Oh, boy. It, it does toggle. I never really crave the pairing. I go one way or the other. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't, like... Like there's a conscious choice, like they're good together. Like chocolate covered pretzels with lots of salt. You didn't know they're good together? I'm not a huge snacker. Who are you? Last night I made two bags of popcorn and put in M&M's. Perfect. Hmm. I shared it with the kids. It wasn't just me. <laughs> uh, <her in> the <laughs> You're all like looking at me. Hey, it's all fine. We had popcorn Why are and M&M's for dinner, out, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's good. Can I pick the next one? Ow! It's okay. <laughs> Complain about it. What is the best animated Disney movie? <gasps> oh! I want to go last. <laughs> okay. What you you got, go Lee? first. Oh, it's no question, Moana. Oh, Not for yeah. me. Fantasia. I think I... Sometimes I think maybe I am Moana, you know? Like, when she stands there and Taka is coming at her with, like, lava, you know, coming out. And she's just standing there with her hand out. And it softens and touches her. I mean, come on. I've I've never watched Moana once without crying. It's amazing. I can't say that about any other movie. It. The the story is so nuanced and well told. Yes. She, the messaging to kids is... 
unbelievable. The mm-hmm. fact that she doesn't have to like with violence defeat something at the end. She yes, defeats uh-huh. it with grace and love. Mm-hmm. The things she has to learn about herself along the way isn't, I think I just said nuanced, but it is. It's mm-hmm. very intelligent storytelling. You know, it's not everyone thinks you need to be this. So, but you really want to be this. So go teach the world how wrong they are. Mm-hmm. No, she goes and finds out about herself, which is you are destined to be the thing everyone says. She also but your own do what version her dad of said. It. And because he was wrong, but she is supposed to be. Uh-huh. And it's an incredible story. The songs are unbelievable. Strong reactions. Moana right is amazing. <laughs> I think, I think Moana is one of the best movies of the last 20 years, and I will defend that day and night. Well, and it has Lynn Manuel freaking Miranda in it. Can't argue with that. Who is on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And, and wrote like half the that, songs. Yeah, that's a winner yeah. in, my, in my heart. So right, I also Derek. like Pokemon. I do love that movie. I am so Pokemon this is such a hard question for me because I love them all and it's so hard to pick a favorite. This is a guy that goes to Disneyland twice a year, every year. Yeah, it's I am I'm fully immersed in the Disney. Did you submit this question? No, okay. not at all. Never. No. no. <laughs> I didn't I didn't actually. But I definitely like the musicals, but I'm a real big fan. Of Hercules. Oh, Hercules. Mm, really? I love Hercules. I love Hades. And I love the humor in it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love the most. I didn't even think James of that James Woods one. is Hades. I may Hades. have not even seen that one. And that's Roger Bart one. singing as Hercules. Mm-hmm. Super good. I also love Aladdin because it has Robin Williams in it. And I love, gosh, Emperor's New Groove. That one's funny. Oh, that's funny. a great one. I, that's I a fun one. Does, does, does squeak, Pixar squeak. included in this? Oh, I love Pixar. Disney Pixar? <sighs> Disney Pixar. If we want to, if we want to really oh, stretch that. Oh, because I know that. what you're going to say. Probably not. Wally. Okay, yeah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Dang you. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? It's so, and like Hunchback of Notre Dame, like Hellfire, like that song. I love the musical ones. You like Wally. I do like Wally. Wally's super good. Wally is, is a great half, message. Half wonderful, half really overdone, in my opinion. I disagree. As soon as the humans How come into it, it, it becomes a much less well done movie. Mm, maybe is it just that it's so literal what it's trying to it's teach? It's a little heavy handed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I disagree. It loses the grace and nuance of you the You don't you don't movie. mind the people sitting in the motorized chairs with a hologram colored clothes that they switch on and off when they cost goes that. Them. They uh, did that. A grotesque shot of someone slurping a huge soda. We get it. Thank <laughs> you. Yes, thank you. Okay, so we know Tom's opinion more. about the movie. But I, do, I love I do Wally. Like, okay, I, it's amazing. Okay. Shut you down. About movies we hate. Can we go into the greatest showman next? <sighs> go on. Tell us about. Tell nope. us about Wally. I'm just kidding. Nope. I'm good. No, okay. Defend on. your choice. Okay. Now, Tom, you get to pick one out of the mailbag yourself. And Lacey. Yes. Describe what you look like. Uh. <laughs> Uh, it is hard. No, I couldn't believe this question. <laughs> is it for me? It's, it's just for generally anybody. Generally speaking, okay. but I figured. I would say I am an average sized human and I have blonde hair, but not natural. Half natural. What is your natural it's hair? It's like color? your color. Okay. You know, like you, everything that's on the top here uh-huh. is all, that's natural color, right? So it's like, it's dark blonde. Let the record show Lacey's hair is that color. Yeah, I was just like, everybody on the podcast um, knows what that looks like. I have a nice face. That's what I've been told. <laughs> you have been told that you have a nice face. I have a nice face. You have nice teeth. Thank you. They're straight. 
My mom, if I don't plug her right now, thank you, mom, for purchasing Invisalign for me. My smile is thanks to her investment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. That was was a hard question that you did well with. Did I do okay? (laughs) There's another question on the bottom of this here. It says, Mark, what do you love about Wally? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I sincerely want to unpack this because I know exactly what you mean. Well, I think we touched on this. People see what their filter is set for. And I often will filter out the things that I don't want to address, the things that I'm not drawn to, and look for the beauty in things. And so I can have a favorite movie that has parts of it that I don't like, Mm -hmm. right? It could still be my favorite movie of all time. It doesn't have to be perfect. Totes. Right? Star Wars is that. I hate things about Empire Strikes Back, and I still think it's the best of all of them. I'm with you. But Wally to me has all of the endearing things that you're looking for in a movie. It has a plot that does feel very common uh, now. I don't think it was as common then when it came out. I think the way that they humanized an inhuman object was amazing. The music, the music, the way he responded to the music and the life and the plant inside of him. There, there are no other movies that had touched me in the way that that one did. You know, maybe it's just Mark's filter, but that's that's no, good enough I, for me. Well, and I didn't mean, I mean, I would give Wally an, an A plus and the parts I don't like, I would give a B plus. Like Wally's a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. I didn't mean to dump sad acid on you. <laughs> I, I sad love acid? Wally. The way that Pixar is able sad to make acid. inanimate objects have human personality is unbelievable. And I think, isn't that the brilliance in storytelling? You know, like the true brilliance in storytelling is being able to take an object and usually something that isn't human in order for us to have enough space between how we perceive ourselves and how we perceive the character to be able to see ourselves in the character. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Go, Derek. We were talking about animated pictures. This isn't mm-hmm. really a Disney movie. If you go into the history of it, it has Disney roots, but I'm going to bring it up anyway, and mm-hmm. I hope people have seen it. But the Brave Little Toaster. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. That to me is like the perfect embodiment of what yes. you're saying, mm-hmm. of like characters that are inanimate objects, a toaster, a vacuum, a blankie, a lamp, a radio, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. seeing yourself in those characters. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a, the that's thing That's actually right there. an early Pixar guy. Love that one. And mm-hmm. the soundtrack is like... You, you really touched well. on something significant there is seeing yourself or connecting with humanity through story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all of us are attracted to different things, right? Whether it be a game or a movie or a book, that's why we're in this industry, right? Mm-hmm. Is to touch people through mm-hmm. something commonly shared and then make a really cool, unique story out of it. Mm-hmm. And that really spoke to me when you said that, you know, you see yourself in that. I see myself in Wally. I mm-hmm. see myself in the Moana movie. I see and... myself in Ronak, you know, like and also yeah. in the morning. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the other thing too, the thing I like about the Brave Little Toaster too is that that you don't necessarily see yourself in any one character. You mm. see the the kind of the the company of characters, Attributes. yes, Attributes. as like a mm-hmm. reflection of little bits of yourself. Look mm-hmm. at you go digging deep this podcast. This is why mm-hmm. I hired you. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, and even in Wally, like the the simplicity of the Eve character, 
to contrast Wally mm-hmm. adds so much depth. Mm-hmm. Her clean, modern look and feel and her more logical decision making and the way that he touches her emotionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it makes Wally seem really like emotionally sophisticated yes. as soon as she comes on. All of a sudden, Wally seems really deep. And before it was like, look at this robot with, with you know, mm-hmm. some feelings. And it's like, oh, no, with a deep well of feelings compared to this other robot. But then and, to watch mm-hmm. her change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. because of his impact. Mm-hmm. Come on, come on. That's what we're doing. I'm glad. We, I'm glad we unpacked that's what we're doing. That that you're was a good, good at you. You were good at that. Good job. <laughs> that's why he's the mailbag master. Yeah, mm-hmm. bag master. Bag master. <laughs> okay, Tom the bag master. Tom the bag master. <laughs> when will my local party store have an aisle for vindication birthday party supplies? <laughs> yeah. I saw, that I saw this one. And yeah. here's my follow up. What would vindication birthday party supplies be? Okay, Ronak Let's think hats. About that. Or masks. Let's, let's. Oh, Ronak masks. I could see that. Oh. Hmm. Ronak um, noisemakers. <laughs> scream. Okay. So what? So there would be tablecloths that had the map, mm-hmm. you know, and like mm-hmm. plates have like one has the arcane tower, one has the spire. Mm-hmm. I think the hanging lights. Could be mm. the attributes, right? Ooh, you have little yeah. wisdom lights and like little nice. knowledge lights. Like, like, and... like paper lamps, you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I like mm-hmm. that. That's cool. What could be spilling forth from the gaping maw? Could that be like a... Like the pinata. Like That's a pinata. pinata. Oh, yeah, a pinata. That would be cool. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> there you go. Monstrous. Uh-huh. The gaping out. maw pinata uh-huh. coming soon to Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> I like the masks though. Yeah, I kind of want to make masks now, and I have a tuk-tuk mask and a clawed mask and a. Remember the masks that would like come on the back of like cereal boxes? Very much so. You yes. cut out and cut a hole in. And... Happy birthday, Tick Tick! Actually, oh Tick Tick, oh, super tick, tick. cute. I like Tick Tick a lot. <laughs> I know, tick, me tick too. Pez dispenser. Okay. <laughs> little, little spirit fire. Yeah. I like this. It's like mm. a little dragon. Do they still do those masks on cereal boxes? I haven't had a cereal box in a really so. long time. Not, not as they don't do even a with lot Marvel of stuff. movies being a yeah. huge thing. Like you can't get a Captain America, Iron Man mask in your cereal box. No. What mm. a oversight, Marvel. <laughs> it, I mean, I feel like just like the cereal industry has gone downhill. And DC. Well, they stopped allowing you to. We don't need to get into all of cereal. I want to know how government. much you know about this but like, cereal, big cereal lobby. You're not, <laughs> you're not allowed to use like cartoon characters that oh, are on sugar. movies and stuff to sell cereal products. Mm. Is my understanding. Huh. What's next? Wearing seatbelts and no smoking. <laughs> just, just terrible. Dare they. What is the best animal? Not which would you be? Boom. Which we have like five hours of B-roll on. Owl. But what's the best animal? Owl. I do owl. like owls a lot. I love owls. It's not a bad answer. Hands down, they are cute, they are intelligent, and they are ferocious. I'm going to answer rhinoceros. When was the last time you were at the zoo and actually looked at one of those things in real life? They are actual dinosaurs. It is mm-hmm. unbelievable. It is, it is so cool. cool. It's like seeing a triceratops. It's awesome. I think dolphins are cool. Oh, Dolphins are cool. I watched, I always watched all the nature shows, you know, and so I saw how they hunt technically. Like, you know, they will go around in a group and they will go around a school of fish in shallow water and they will bat their tails on the bottom and there will be a cloud, a circular cloud of dust that goes around and the fish straight up jump to try to get over the wall of dust and they just eat them out of the air. Wow. I mean, that's like... It's brilliant. That's awesome. 
I like animals that defy the norm, like the flying squirrel. Mm. Or like why, a why does he bee? fly? Yeah, technically speaking, scientifically, a bee is not supposed to be able to fly with its body size versus wing ratio. Mm-hmm. So how does it work? Magic. Good thing for magic. Mm-hmm. Bumblebee blessings. That's how it works. That's not a thing. They're just constantly blessing themselves. It's not a thing. That's why you always see bees flying in unison because they're blessing each other. Bless. And that's how they, they just bless, 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 bless. They cast bless. Bee blessings is a lie. My, my D&D character has a spell called bless. Oh. And he bestows it. He's, be, a, pal- he, he's a paladin. He bestows it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. How about this one? I'm curious about the work you do as Blue Blazers. Where can I see some of your team's portfolio? And this is where Derek leaves. <laughs> Derek has exited the chat. Uh, well, here's one thing. My digital marketing company was branded by Blue Blazes. So any of the spry content is all Blue Blazes portfolio work. But the identity stuff, yeah. Uh-huh. We didn't do all the stuff that you guys did. Obviously, you guys have a lot of We are that, working but... on a website, Blue Blazes 2.0, where you will be able to see our, our work. And it is coming, I promise, eventually. I mean, Vindication is a product of what we oh, do, that's but a that's a very, mm-hmm. it's very retail focused. We have other retail clients and we've done work for big name Yeah, if companies. you're interested in our branding work, that will be on blueblazes.com in the next few months, few years. In the next 10 years or so. I feel like that's <laughs> Before re- the next that's, payday. That's yeah. a reasonable timeline, 10 he's years or so. He's got to come up so. with a date, a projected timeline. You just... He's done that so many times. <laughs> and they were just like, Yeah, hello no. 2009. Yeah, this has been a long time coming. Who are some of your favorite board game publishers that you think are doing things right? It's actually something Mark and I talk about a lot. We do. Go for it. Mind Clash is one. Mm -hmm. Just start dropping them. The four that we talk about a lot are Mind Clash, Roxley, Awakened Realms, and sometimes we throw Chip Theory in there. Yep. I sound like a broken record, but it's the ones that take their time to build an experience and not rush a product forward and some of that is complete conjecture on our part and i totally get that but i think the proof is in the pudding right Mm -hmm. like when the thing comes out and people are in high anticipation and then they're like really disappointed that's usually an indicator that they're really good at marketing and not as good at delivering a product experience awaken realms is a really interesting one to me so mind clash and roxley Totally makes sense with that, right? They make fewer games, but they're very well thought out. They look beautiful, which speaks to our agency side. They are mindful, and the games are all very different, and they're very well received because they take their time. Awakened Realms is interesting to me because they do big miniatures games a lot, and there are a lot of companies that do big miniatures games. But what we see Awakened Realms doing so well is they are very, very, very committed to a community. I hope that persists. I I hope it does too. And it seems like it is because, I mean, they've had a couple huge hits and it hasn't seemed to change the way that they're focused on community and making their Kickstarters an interesting experience and all their games are very different from each other and very different thematically and they seem really cared for. I was expecting perhaps pessimistically when they started having these big successes to see them kind of transition into this, like some of these other companies Mm -hmm. where it's like, and here's another minis game with another theme we've slapped on and here we go. And it just seems like they're going through the motions. It does not seem like that's the way they're going. If anything, they're using their resources to just do it bigger and better. The difference for me is 
you lead with passion. I don't think it's the responsibility necessarily of a publisher to just serve its community and give them what they want. A lot of people do business that way. I disagree with that premise. I think you do things you are passionate about, you share them, and that community is drawn to it because those are your people. It is okay that you do not have all of the people, Mm -hmm. right? There are people who do not connect with some of our stuff. Awesome. That's great. This the whole adage of if you do something that everyone loves, that everyone likes, no one loves it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, hats off to all of the creators in any industry who are following their passion and doing what only they can do in the way that they do it and sharing it and becoming successful because of that. That's the way I think it is best shared and in, in the way it creates the most impact. That's kind of what we are doing. Mm-hmm. That's not kind of what we are doing. That is what we are doing. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that the business part of success follows that. It is not the other way around. Please, if you're creating something, don't start with numbers. Start with passion and then do your homework and get the numbers part done before you finish. But don't lead with numbers or you're going to put yourself in a box. Would you say that you could always make the numbers work? Listen, you can do anything you want in this world and not everything – But those are your problems and challenges and puzzles to solve. And money is not the place you start. Vindication came out because I made that in my garage, right? Like I didn't have anything. I just did my spare time and my spare dollars, right? I think a lot of people have done amazing things with nothing and all they did was share it. And it started to gain some momentum because other people were like, oh, that's amazing. I really connect with that. And Mm -hmm. you don't have to sell it. I think you could just share it. To get at the point of what you're asking, Derek, I would say don't start with limitations. Start with no limitations and then pull back from there. If you start with a ceiling, you'll never break that ceiling, right? Start with no ceiling. Go as far as you can go and then you'll find out that is Mm -hmm. where your ceiling is. Mm -hmm. Don't tell yourself you know where the the ceiling is. Yeah, and then build your kingdom around that. Solid. Mine's I a like forest that. kingdom. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, with snacks. With an abandoned plane. I keep putting that in your story. I hope that's okay. I just really want this abandoned plane. Yeah. I'll, okay. I'll accept it. It's a good shelter. Is it hard to work with your friends? Sometimes. We're not friends. We're coworkers. That's been well established. <laughs> First and foremost, that's a lie. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is. There are times when we have to kind of... At least for me, there are times where I have to disengage a little bit because I care so much about something. And if it doesn't go the way that I want it to, then I've got to put a little space between my emotions and the decisions that are being made. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it makes the emotional side of things a little different. It right? does. Because uh-huh. you, you care about the person. You, yeah. Hopefully we always care about all the people. Mm-hmm. But like. Yeah, you just you think about it differently when your friend when they're your friend and you're much more attuned to their emotions and how this is affecting them and what they're probably thinking than if it's just like, you know, I need you to do this. Yeah, because I've seen deal with your whatever, let's go. Right. I've seen all my I mean, most of my friends who have normal jobs, you know, who they come home and they complain about their boss and that's that's just part of their life. We intentionally try to work in a situation where we talk supportively about each other, even when we're not with each other, you know, because that's how we know that we're going to continue creating cool stuff is if there's harmony and harmony is different than obedience. It's different than, I I don't know exactly how to 
to encapsulate it. But there's harmony, you... but then there's all. I mean, there's also discord. Mm-hmm. You know, even though with the best of friends, I feel like it needs to be dealt with more. At least for me, you know, I've had jobs where I have gone home and I'm frustrated with my boss or with a coworker, and I go home and it's just like whatever. I just have no choice. I work with that person. That's fine. Right. I'm leaving it at work. Uh-huh. I'm going home. I'm going to go see my friends. I'm going to go do whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't do that with you guys mm-hmm. because you are my friends and you're my family and I care about you too much. And if we have an issue, I can't just move on and not deal with yeah. it. You mm-hmm. can't just put it away. Except I have to because we're at work. You know, we still have to function, but it has to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. The question is, is it hard to work with your friends? My first response is it might be hard. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Sometimes okay. it's hard and sometimes it isn't. Well, my it's second hard to work with anyone. <laughs> yeah. My second that's response fair. is life is short and and this is all just part of living and if you treat other people with respect as human beings whether you're working or whether you're not working and there's a fine line between that a lot of times just check and regulate yourself, right? You can't control what other people do. So if you regulate yourself I mean, it won't matter how hard it is. Well, there are some severe situations out there. Like sometimes people just drive you absolutely crazy. And yeah, a lot of the times it's hard. At the end of the day, you got to see the human. I wouldn't necessarily even say, yeah, it's like harder or easier to work with your friends. I think it's just, it's a different dynamic that has a, a very similar set of challenges that it would be with coworkers, but... I had to pick, of course, I'm going to work with my friends. Yeah, because there's a big payoff in oh, yeah. just actually supporting you know, each other. Like, that's gratifying. And like enjoying each other's company. You mm-hmm. know, when we see each other, we are always happy to see each other. At least I'm always happy to see you all. <laughs> that's um, good. I'm glad. I'm happy to see you guys. Uh-huh. I like that. But okay, uh, what else? We're always happy to see you. Yeah. Is it because I just run in? Because we hate out? each other, but we love you. Yeah. Okay. So. We also usually have snacks or brioche. That's true. So uh-huh. there's a high probability I'm going to have a, a snack. So I gave you a bite of my bagel today. I did, and it was delicious. With the pulled pork on yeah. it? Yeah, uh-huh. it was incredible. Mm-hmm. I was... just walked away because <laughs> I, w- I, wish, my... I wish I hadn't been introduced to it because now. Especially yeah. since you don't have access to it. It's her secret connection. I know. Her the yeah, it's not on the menu. You just you, you just got to ask. They just keep it in the back for later. It's like secret cross <laughs> Okay, good job, everybody. That was a good one. I enjoyed this. I hope you did too, listeners. Good job, everybody. We'll find You're still listening. To work Disney into all podcasts yeah. so that oh, Derek will... continues to have a nice time. What? I mean, I'll, I'll have, if there is a demand for it, I will do a spinoff episode where we just talk about Disney. I still have been sketching in my mind what your kissing booth at Gen Con is going to look like and how yeah. we're going to package that deal together. Maybe I haven't given that enough thought. Yeah, it's it's important. If I were you, I would. Okay. Because there's okay. a bundle deal, too. That yeah. was part of the, yeah. I forgot about the bundle. Mm-hmm. If they buy Vindication, yes. mm-hmm. they get a special bundle from the kissing booth. Yeah, that's the idea. So... <laughs> We will all be frequenting it. I'll bring lots of chapstick so my lips won't be chapped. Oh, he's so good. So thoughtful. Very thoughtful. That is so thoughtful. The whole holistic mindset of marketing. I love my people. This is going to blow up in all the wrong ways. (laughs) (laughs) We're blowing up right now. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much for stopping by and spending your evening or your afternoon or your morning with us. Your car ride. We hope you have a great rest of your day or a great rest of your night. You can visit us at orangenebula.com and yes. sign up for our 
Newsletter. Very good. You can visit us on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook with the handle at Orange Nebula. Mm -hmm. You can join our Facebook group, either the Vindication Board Game Group, if you just love Vindication and want to tell us about what party decorations you want for Vindication or even... That's even, a great question. Yes. Or even our outpost community where we talk about board games, pop culture, corgis. Corgis. Anything else? No. Missing anything? I don't know what else you would need. Other than it's getting okay. pop culture and corgis. It is. I'm ready for a little Let's walk. A little fresh air. All right. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful rest of your day and You're we will talk to you <laughs> soon. Bye. part when you guys just make noises <laughs> so do either of you know what that sound is or is no. that just our secret story that's our secret story and we should leave it in the vault okay okay yeah, that's guys... terrible of us though but i kind of like, like it like i like that you guys though. have an inside joke okay mm-hmm. we need an inside joke what should it be i don't know we can't talk about it with them with them here that was yeah. our dallas moment it was our dallas moment that's mm-hmm. when space game really blew up was yeah. in, on that walk what even though it's all different now but yeah I can't even do it. You're, no, you did pretty good. It's a whole bunch of things powering up. I'll give you that. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Let's go on a walk. Okay.